this great season of celebrating your kingship, your lordship. Dear God in heaven, we thank you that Australia is on the brink of a revival, that people are getting hungry for God and acknowledging you and beginning to see you high and lifted up. And Lord, they're almost, Lord, realizing that, Lord, that this season is all because of you. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that the enemy who blinds the unbelievers is being bound, that Jesus is risen high and lifted up. And right now, he has plans for a new decade. The 90s were good, but here we go. We're on the brink of seeing God break out across the nations of the earth. But Lord, our nation, this nation of Australia, you have plans for it through your church. This is the most noble task that we can subscribe to and engage in. So Lord, help us have a heart for Aussies, our fellow Australians. Help us, Lord, see their predicament Help us feel their pain with compassion when they're sick, drugged out, diseased, downtrodden, oppressed. Help us, Lord, realize that you have paid for a way out of all that into a blessed life. Jesus, we pray. Give us faith, revive our faith, renew our mind in this day, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. God bless your team. God bless your church. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. Christmas time is a time of recognizing Christ and his coming. Ah, man, I've had some God dreams last night. I'm telling you, man, God's really stirring me up. But this morning, I want to shoot from my hip. I got something short, prophetic, just to stir you up a little bit. Not too long. I've only got a couple of pages of notes. And I just wanted to say to you that I believe that this nation is on the brink of acknowledging our Lord and Savior. I sense every, Christ, every Christmas that rolls by. Thank you, team. Give it up for the, for the worship team. I sense every Christmas time that rolls by. It's almost like the Anzac ceremonies that have received a resurgence, a revival uh, from the youth and the young people of the soldiers, the price paid, and every Anzac now is a full-blown day of uh, honoring and celebrating, but remembering that occasion. And I believe Christmas is backfiring on itself because Christmas can really blow out into a lot of materialism, me, 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 I, 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 and... But I really think there's a backwash, Andrew, coming where Aussies, Australians are realizing, hang on, Jesus, was he really born in a manger? Did he really come? Did that star really shine and the the moon's align? Who watched that movie, Navidity, that new movie? That's fantastic. We got to show that to everyone. That is awesome. Big budget showed the whole deal of, of, of Zacharias getting blinded in the temple, receiving the word that his boy John would be a prophet. And then, of course, the visitation of angels to Joseph and Mary. And then the awkwardness of in that culture of Mary being pregnant just showed that brilliantly. And, of course, them being 
having to go back to Bethlehem because of the census, the house of David, and then finding themselves without any accommodation. And then, you know, just the, we watched it till Christmas morning. We watched that movie till about one o'clock in the morning. I was godsmacked. I will tell you what, I was really brought to my knees all over again about our Savior. Amen. Our Savior, that He is. Uh, Who's the guy, the big um, king? Who's that guy in America? He's uh, talked back on TV. Who? Larry King was asked. Thank you, Andrew. Larry King was asked. If you had one interview out of anyone of the history of earth, who would it be? And I think he asked uh, for Jesus. I think he said, I'd like to interview Jesus because if we could work out if he was really virgin born, that would whole of history the whole of history would hinge off that that if he was really virgin born he thought that was so did you, you think that's funny Len? yeah i thought it was too and here's a guy he's obviously guess uh, trying to work out christmas is it the reason for the season jesus being born and um and so i honestly believe prophetically in my heart that aussies uh, are beginning to realize that Christmas is far more than just, you know, a great celebration with friends and family and presents exchanged. Who did well Christmas Day? Who got a few little goodies? Man, I've had some Christmas. I got nothing when I left home. Nothing. Uh, the mates I live with didn't give me anything. I wait in there for my presents and didn't get me anything, bud? No, I didn't get you anything. You didn't get it. So we don't do this when we leave home. Oh, all right. I think I might go live back home. <laughs> So we had a lot of Christmases where we literally got nothing, nothing. And it became a sad day when we saw the kids riding around their bikes and beep, beep. And we went, oh, okay, we don't do this as grown-ups. We recognize Jesus to celebrate the Christmas season. Otherwise, it's just happy holidays. Apparently, it's politically correct, but... um, in one, I think it was Bankstown or one of those suburbs, uh, they said, the councillor actually said, forget that, we're, we're not going to be politically correct because they put a motion through that all the shopping centres could only say happy holidays, not Merry Christmas because of the other persuasion of faith. We won't mention them, they start with M. And, um, and this councillor, who was very articulate, he said, get out of here, this is Australian culture. This is Merry Christmas. What are you people? This is bureaucracy, political correctness gone to seed. No, and he was a brilliant. I, got, I put the interview on my on my Facebook if you want to uh, read it. And this council stood up in council and said, "Forget that. Happy holidays. No, it's Merry Christmas as far as I'm concerned for our community in Bankstown." And so they changed, and the, all the shopkeepers were quite happy to rip out the Happy Holidays and put in the Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho! But uh, Jesus is the reason. So. Let me ask you a question. How often do you need Jesus? Uh, Aussies need Jesus around Christmas time because without Jesus, they wouldn't have Christmas. And so let me ask you another question. How often do you need a savior? How often do you need a priest? Jesus is a priest. He, he acts for us before the Father. 
That's what a priest does. You go to a priest, but Jesus is the high priest. He acts on your behalf and he presents you to the Father. How often do you need a priest? How often do you need a sacrifice to take away your sins? Jesus became the sacrifice that took away the sins of the earth. Do you know what I'm saying? That's him. How, How often do you need that? Here's another question. How often do you need a shepherd to lead you, to guide you, to protect you, uh, to, to, to look after your welfare. How often do you need him? Here's another question. How often do you need a king to rule and reign over you? Now, the king, he, it's the other way around. It's from heaven now, and it's looking down towards you, blessing you, you know, uh, overlooking your life, but rulership, and uh, he's got a job to do, and you find yourself in his will being a blessing. How often do you need? And I'm thinking Aussies are on the brink of needing Jesus just like we should every day, not just at Easter, not just at Christmas time. But I, I'm really, guys, in my heart of hearts, I'm being stirred. And I had a dream last night, and, and it was this tug of war of, of you know, what's going to happen here? Is, is you going to get your way here, Lord, with this nation? or not, you know, and and so I honestly believe that we're coming to a time where we will have a need for Jesus like every day. Some people only have a need for Jesus every month. Some even Christians, some people only go to church every month. So look I have a need for Jesus, but every month will do. Uh uh, and, and some people uh, are just once a week. Uh, some people are absolutely extraordinary and they would even want Jesus even more than that. Maybe come to a couple of church services, go to a prayer meeting and, 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 and help out the church and serve the church. And then, and then even more than that, that, that even 24-7 they're in God's presence and they're in need of Him. And, and so they're, they're walking with Him and, and doing aware of him and acknowledging him every moment of their life i think i think that's where julie and i got to where we realized that you know in the 80s not even in the 80s when it was a little bit dry that you could almost be a sunday christian and live your own life Uh, you know what i mean richard and but julie and i could never do that it was we were in boots and all and then, of course, when revival came along in 93, that was it. It was every second of every day, every second. All our sleeping time and downtime and everything was, was about him, you know, and we had a great need for Jesus. And I, I do see in Australians a self-sufficiency, especially in some of our, um, what would we call them, uh, higher socioeconomic areas and uh, we had a coffee in St. Ives and we love to look around and I love to do so- sociological studies and Julie likes to do spiritual studies and, and we both concurred with each other. These people were very self-sufficiently uh, su- supportive uh, amongst themselves, you know what I mean, uh, towards, in themselves, that they were quite all right. And, you know money your stuff stuff and more stuff you know and uh and, and we thought my god this would be a hard place to have a church you know I said to jules it'd be a very hard place to, to do church they have no need for god here they have no need i trust me i can see it all over them they have no need for a god a savior a priest a king they have no need 
George Costanza, I have no need, no hand, nothing. But um, I believe we're coming into a time when Aussies are going to need a saviour every day. I saw a car yesterday, Jules, on the way to Campbelltown, on the back. It was a huge word. It was huge. It went right across the back of his, um, of his four-wheel vehicle, and it said, undecided. Undecided. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> undecided. <laughs> and so there's a lot of people out there still undecided about, do they need a saviour? Even some Christians, look, I'm undecided if I need all that much church, all need that much God. Look, I'm pretty doing well. Look, I've got my health, got my family, got my, got my marriage, got my home, got my stuff. My brother yesterday showed me his four motorbikes, big surfboard, beautiful house, rural. He's quite doing well, man. But he's still thinking, just starting, Richard, to ask some of the questions you know, about the God factor of life. That's good because he's about 42. I'm hoping he would have woken up a bit sooner, but he's just starting to ask, yeah, I've got four motorbikes, got a big board, got a big house, got a big record collection, but your, your stuff that, that you apparently need, your God, tell me about him. So that's interesting. And I guess let's have a look at a scripture, Luke 147, Luke 147. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Do you do that? Luke 2, verse 11. Today, the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, laying in a manger. Luke 2, 13. I'm just carrying through here. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men i think that's one of the great one of the great uh virtues that we can one of the great inheritances we can get from god peace peace we had two guys turn up at our home haven't seen them for 15 years unfortunately they're they're really uh challenged um with with drug addiction and and um one one is now under a huge threat of cancer uh, all over his body and back great physique of a guy he's just best drummer he was in a band that we were doing jt and the charismatic cowboy we went to tamworth and it was just one of our frustrations before we birthed the church of trying to get the truth out we started a band, an eight-piece band called JT and the Charismatic Cowboys. We ended up going to Tamworth, and this manager guy said, came up to us, and we'd rehearsed for six months, spent thousands of dollars in rehearsal time, and they came up to us and said, yeah, you got something. I said to Jules, you got something, your voice, we could market you. But these guys, who are they? You need to lose them. They're going to cost you too much. Pointing to me, I'm the husband. See, these guys here, lose them, and we we take you to Nashville. We'll do something with you. But these losers, who are these guys? Get rid of them. We can hire these. There's a dime a dozen. We can hire these in any town we go to. And Jules goes, yeah, I'm thinking about that. No, she didn't. So, peace is what these guys. So we talked to them for a little, a little, a little bit and, and uh, end up praying for him he came for prayer yeah and um, finally got around to praying for him and just brought him undone and prayed for him and 
Man, I'm, I'm really believing that Aussies are getting to a place where they need God. So, how many people are getting cancer out there? How many? How many people? You know, they need us to have faith, real now stuff, God, and 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 we need to do that we 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 need to really get serious about this because there's going to be a big demand in this new decade that is just around the corner and they're going to come on mass into the house it's going to be amazing Luke t- uh, 2 verse 15 I'm halfway there when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the lord has told us about Luke 2.16, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had seen. I love this. Uh, and I, 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 thought, I thought this, that um, I believe that there is a hunger beginning to develop again in the church and in the leaders again, Julie and I have been talking about this, but I believe there's going to be a new hunger that begins to be stirred up in the church, but in the people out there to, to want to have Jesus, not just at Christmas time, but to have him in every day, not just even Sunday, but to have him in every day. Who's with me on that? Who's believing that Australia is just about right there where they're going to become hungry desperate for Jesus they're going to be looking at you how did you get it what did you do what do you need to do how you how did you get yourself qualified and they they're, they're coming to the church thinking that they have to jump through hoops climb through and and you know and and all this stuff and and we go it's just simple i said to this guy yesterday and it surprises me because this guy went to a Catholic uh, Mossman High, Catholic, one of the prominent high schools of Mossman. And uh, his parents sent him there. So this is a guy now, about 27, very articulate, IT guy, smart guy. And he's asking me about our type of church, and, and I'm telling him all about it. And I said, well, it's easy peasy, man. It's just like this. And he said, well, I've never heard it like that. In fact, when I used to sit in the um the masses at the catholic school i would have a blackout i could not understand what the guy was saying the priest was saying i literally would disassociate who knows what that is when you disassociate when you just go i don't know what's happening i don't i don't know what's what it means he went to that school for five years and never understood the gospel message and as i'm speaking to him i'm saying well the gospel message is like this it's so simple and i just ran through the abcs of the gospel darkness light truth error jesus savior you know what i mean sin righteousness gospel message just so simple and he said my god i i didn't even get that from that those people i didn't even understand that he told me a funny story. He used to do this all the time, apparently, and they're handing out awards in this great big ceremony, and he, could sw- he swore that he heard his name, and he came out the front at this big distinguished ceremony. He was, he was, he was obviously daydreaming again, disassociative, and he thought he heard his name. He went up and lined up, and he finally got to the, the people, and, and the people said, what are you doing, Matt? What's going on? He said, no, you called my name out. And he had this big Barney about that he heard his name. And the guy said, your name wasn't a call out. There is no award for you. 
in the end, after about a minute, two minutes, because he was irate, because this teacher used to have an offense of him. He said, no, you're having me on. No, my name was distinctly called out. Trust me, your name is not called. Would you go away? Would you? And, 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 so, and, and so it's real. It's real. People are out there, don't understand the gospel message. And Habakkuk prays this prayer in Habakkuk 3.2. Can we put that one up, guys? Can we put Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2 up? And I want to quickly go through this scripture, and that's it. Habakkuk prays a prayer. He's the prophet Habakkuk. And he says this, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord. Renew them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. Habakkuk is saying, okay, first word, fame, represents, I've heard through secondhand information, just a vague understanding of these great deeds. Now, Habakkuk is talking about the Exodus when God's people were set free from Egypt. You know, God's people, Moses, let my people go. And they get pressed up against the Red Sea. There's nowhere to go. In come the the Egyptian army. They're about to be slaughtered. Moses lifts up his staff. Ocean opens up. They walk through on dry land. Egyptian army tries to follow. The water crashes in, crushes, drowns the Egyptian army. That was, that was fame. That was something that stayed with God's people for a long time. Next word, deeds. Deeds, God's work of salvation. Exactly what I said, the Exodus, releasing people from God's bondage supernaturally through the Red Sea, which gave them their strong conviction of faith and hope in God. God's people from that occasion had a great conviction of heart towards God in faith, faith, and hope in God. Say faith and hope in God. Great deeds, but they forgot. It's amazing how we've forgotten the reason for the season. And then I thought of a scripture. It goes in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Don't go there. Leave this one up. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I am amazed at the people who simply do not understand the gospel message, but they're, they're blinded. They're blinded. They just don't understand it. Even that precious man I was talking about, Catholic school for all his uh, high school days, simply didn't understand. Next word, known. This, is about, this word known is about the revelation of God's character, His ways, His nature. How God showed his ways, his nature, his character through releasing the people from bondage through supernaturally, through that obstacle and then out into freedom. That character, that nature, the ways of God and how he showed himself had become vague. They'd had forgotten how God was. They'd forgotten who God was. Do you know what I'm saying? And we've forgotten what Jesus has done for us and what he has done. 
modern society, our friends and family have forgotten what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. So, Lord, we want to make your renown known again by revelation. Renew. Next word, renew. Meaning the message, the revelation of redemption has become jaded. Uh, It's almost like become extinct. This message, Habakkuk is saying, please, Lord, please, Lord, renew our mind, renew our heart, renew our revelation, renew our understanding of who God is and what he wants to do and what he did and what he can do. Renew our society, renew our friends' hearts, renew their minds to who Jesus is. Renew them, Lord. Next word. Mercy. But Lord, have mercy on your people. As we see sickness and the hurts and the corruption and all the stuff that we're seeing through society as we're seeing that, hey guys, let's ask the Lord through his covenant because it's his character to show mercy. As we're praying for our friend on the back veranda, I found myself saying, Lord, have mercy on him. He maybe hasn't been living with you. He maybe hasn't been living the life that has been pleasing to you and honorable to you. But Lord, and it just kicks in, man, when you lay hands on these people. This guy is is just broken. He's destitute. He's bankrupt. He's, He's... He's absolutely a broken man. I mean, he's only 55, but he's a spent force. Lord, have mercy on him. Lord, have mercy on our friends. When they're going through sickness, when they're going through destitution, Lord, please. And then I thought of this scripture, 2 Chronicles 7.14, and if you can get that one up, that would be great. Habakkuk. Is an amazing prayer. 2 Chronicles 7.14 is our prayer for the new coming year. And maybe we need to get back to this game plan because we prayed it a lot in the 90s. We prayed it a lot in the 2000 years. If my people who are called by my name, this is in 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Lord, heal our land. Forgive our sin. Now my eyes, we don't usually read on from there, but I felt inclined to do this from verse 15. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Father, let's pray that, Father God, the prayers offered in through this church, may your ears be attentive, may your heart be attentive to all the prayers that go up for our community, our friends and family, for our society, for our great south land, Lord God. We pray that your eyes, that your ears would be attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Now, verse 16 says, I have chosen and consecrated this temple, this church, so that my name may be there forever my eyes and my heart will always be there towards you c3 my eyes and my heart will always be there towards c3 Tugger. don't you love this i love this habakkuk 2:14. for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the lord it's a foregone conclusion my friend 
this decade we're coming in, God is about to spread out his glory. As the waters cover the, the seas, so shall the glory cover the earth. Even Aussies who have been privileged to be in their self-sufficiency and in their materialism and in their stupefied uh, wonder of sport and, 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 and loving the lucky country and enjoying life, even they're starting to realize there's probably more to life and there's probably now that I should be understanding what that more is for the sake of my family, my children, my kids. I believe there will be a revival of fathers coming into the house of God, coming through the gospel message, coming into the kingdom, bringing their families. Ordinarily, it's been the mothers dragging the kids, dragging the old man. I believe there's going to be a revival of fathers bringing their family into the house of God in this decade coming. This shall be the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. There shall be many people saved, set free, many people empowered. And we are going out to the nations empowered. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Aussies are on the brink to hear the mystery called Christ in you. I love this scripture too, John 4, 42 no longer believe these people no longer believe just because of what you said now we have heard for ourselves i see ozzy saying this we no longer care about what you just said but now we have heard for ourselves. we have heard we have sensed we have felt conviction spirit speaking to me prayers answered towards me i believe that we know that this man really is the savior of the world I wonder if you could do, can you do me Psalm 37, 39? This is going to nail it and that's it. Psalm 37, verse 39. I'm not even sure what it says myself, but I wrote it down last night and felt, wow, the salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord people are going to acknowledge God Jesus as their salvation the salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord he is their stronghold in time of trouble can you do this one 121 verse 2 121 Psalm 121 verse 2 I thought that was good too fellow Australians our friends and family beginning to recognize my help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. Man, I see Ozzy saying, my help probably needs to come from the Lord. Ozzy's are so self-sufficient, man. The stuff they can do. The caravan I bought, apparently it's, it's, it's so well built that, that in Lansvale they built caravans, Viscount caravans, so well built Aussies have this amazing ability to put things together. The sportsmanship, the craftsmanship, the building, the technology, the new hot water unit. I got the, the solar system. Apparently some guy in Sydney Uni, uni uh, invented it. And, and Australia, but will say one day. But even despite our self-sufficiency and our greatness, my salvation my strength comes from the Lord. Can you give me another one? Can you give me one 
Samuel 28, 29. 1 Samuel 28, 29. And then Jonah 2, 9 and 10. Give me Jonah 2, 9, chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. And that's it. 1 Samuel 28, verse 29. Oh, hallelujah. My time is done. 1 Samuel 28, verse 29. I hope this scripture is right. I hope it is. Can it be right? That's why I learned how to type. 29, 20, 28, 29. Who's there already with their Bible? Who's got it already? Doesn't go that high. Give me Jonah 2, 9. My time's gone. I'm going to have to miss out on that. Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. I knew that, I knew that scribble could have went the other way. Scribble. That's all it is. Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. There it is, and verse 10 when you write, But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. So this is like Ozzy's Jonah wanting to go his own way, and then eventually saying, And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. And the Lord commanded the fish, commanded the, this society to cough up all the peoples of the, our society and our community to come out and know their God. Let's back it up to that verse 9 again, if you can. Was it verse 9? The one before that, I've got to read it in context. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, let's believe that, that Australia will develop a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. Let's believe that the church especially, but Aussies will begin to sacrifice to God. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And next, this is my heart for the new decade. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Let's all stand. God bless you. Let's believe that as Australia acknowledges Jesus, let's begin to sing that song. Hallelujah. Let's, let's just wrap it up with a, a thought, a prayer, meditating on what I've said, that we're going into a new decade. We're believing for Australians to be saved. Some are like Jonah. They're ignoring the call of God on their life. They're ignoring the message. They're ignoring the reason for the season. But Lord, when Jonah acknowledged you, that great fish coughed Jonah up and he began to walk out his mission, began to, began to walk out his call. He began to walk out his days in the glory of God. Some people are being swallowed up by society, swallowed up by the, the, the comfortableness, the pleasures, all the wonderfulness of our society. But there's coming a day when Australia will give birth to a revival, the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. Who believes that with me right now? Who believes that with me right now? Let's give the Lord a hand right there, right now. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We are on the brink of a new decade. We're on the brink of a revival. We're on the brink of Australia being saved. I need you every day. I need you every hour. I don't just need you at Christmas. I need you right now. I need you in my life, my family, my children. Jesus. Jesus, you are my Savior, you are my King.